I tell you, you would never guess that we ate so much today. Today has just been a great day of singing. Thank Brother Hodori and leading us. Some of you singing like you really want to go to heaven. Some of you still haven't made up your mind. But we're just going to keep singing and praying. And maybe you're just going to get on board. You might be that voice of encouragement to help somebody make up their mind to put Christ on in baptism. You know there is teaching through singing. That's what the Bible says. Admonishing and teaching psalms, hymns, and somebody might just be waiting to hear your voice to push them on over the hump. So I don't know why you won't sing. You know, if it was one of these other recording artists, you'd be driving down the street and folk think you're having a seizure. But if you're going to sing and praise somebody, I believe God is worthy. And I believe he's worthy of every single word of praise that you sing. You are the salt of the earth. But if the salt has lost its savor, wherewith shall it be salted? Or better yet, what good is it? It is thenceforth good for nothing but to be cast out and be trodden under foot of men. You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel. But on a candlestick, and it gives light unto all who are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works. And glorify your Father which is in heaven. The Bible says that we are some important people in this scheme of salvation. The role that we play, the usage of how God utilizes us and to taking the gospel out into the world, erasing any excuses men and women may have of not knowing and not understanding because we are the salt and we are the light. Listen to what the word of God says. We are the salt of the earth. We are the preservative. I I, I truly believe we are the ones keeping this old world in existence. Until we come to that point where every man has heard. People don't even have enough sense to appreciate 
who we are as Christians. Because we are the ones who can communicate with God. We are the ones who can appeal to God. It's like a person living a rebellious life, living how they want to, don't care what they say about God, around God, how they treat people, and then you got a Christian praying for them. And they ain't got sense enough to understand it's the prayers of that righteous man that's giving them time to come to God. We are that salt. We're that preserving. And the Bible says, but if the salt has lost its savor, how can we have influence anymore? How can we be of any use to God anymore if we lose our savor? If we lose the influence, the effect of what we're here for in this life. And we're here to glorify God. We're here to be a testimony unto the sinner as well as to each other of God's goodness. Realizing and knowing where we used to be. And seeing where God has brought us from. To where we are now. From rebellious children. To children of inheritance. From children of wrath. To children of obedience. From children who desire not to even have God in their minds to children who can't get enough of thanking God for all that he has done. We are that testimony. We are that salt. We are that instrument that God uses to touch the hearts of men and women. So that all and any excuses can be erased. Because you know people love to say. Well you just don't know what I've been through. You know people love to say that. People will brag and boast more. About the sin. And the trials and the, the rough things in life. And then when they come to glorifying God, when he delivered them, they don't want to say anything. You hear me say often, I, I don't have to know. I have a God who knows all. And because he knows, I don't need to know. But one thing I do know, whatever you've been through, whatever you're going through, and whatever you may face in the future, it will never compare to that cross that Jesus was hung upon. Don't, don't try to persuade me because of how rough your life been as if that's a reason for you not to obey Jesus. What you should be doing is running to Jesus 
to put that way of living behind you instead of dwelling in it. Some, some people just got this thing that I've been going through trouble so long, I'm just going to stay in it. Like that dog sitting on the nail. The neighbor came by and said, why does that dog howl all the time? The owner said, he's sitting on a nail. Well, why won't he get up? Because he ain't got complacent and comfortable in the pain. So he just sit there and he loved to hear himself howl. And it's sad to say, instead of many people coming to Jesus, they want to just sit and howl. And want people to feel sorry for them. Oh, woe is me. Can't you see how I'm suffering? Can't you see what I'm going through? I've got a Savior who said he could bring me out of that. And as we look at ourselves, he brought us out. And we need to go out and touch hearts and remember, we are the salt of the earth. There are some lives that we can touch that can be preserved for the good of the kingdom. If we show the light of Jesus in our hearts. Some people won't, rec won't receive it, but some people will. Sometimes all people need to know is they've been through what I've been through. And if God can do it for them, I know he can do it for me. But how will they ever come to that point if I'm not willing to come in contact with them? You can have all the salt in the world on the counter and you can have a, a, a pile of meat over here. But if you don't hurry up and do something with that salt and that meat sit out too long, what's going to happen? It's going to spoil. Until you put that salt on that meat, it's no good. It serves no purpose. And you say to yourself, I have the salt. Well, you have it. What are you going to do with it? Aren't there enough sinners? Aren't there enough lost people out in the world for us to reach out and talk to? Some of us don't have to go far. All we need to do is go home. <laughs> Amen, somebody. And the Bible goes on to say, you are the light of the world. I love that. You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill. Cannot be here. When you become a Christian, that there's nothing for you to hide anymore. What, what should there be to hide when you become a Christian? You hear folks say sometimes, well, I, I can't get over the stuff that I've done in the past. Well, you don't understand the teaching of forgiveness, of sin. You don't understand the teaching of baptism. Because the Bible said, when you come up out of the watery grave of baptism, you're a new creature. All things 
are passed away. And all things, what? Become new. If, if you can't understand the forgiveness that we have in Christ, how in the world are you going to be a light when you're constantly casting a shadow over your own self? In Christ, I am the light of the world because you know what? I don't care what I used to do according to the flesh. I'm a new spiritual man now. People go talk all they want to. They could go back and dig up whatever they want to. But I'm a, I'm a new spiritual creature now. I am a new man in Christ, and therefore I don't have any reasons to duck and hide and be ashamed of anything. Because whatever you choose to go dig up and try to bring on me, guess what? You've done something too. But I just choose not to even be bothered with that mentality because I'm trying to be the light I'm called to be. We all have sin. Right? But that's my past. I'm walking upright and I'm trying to eliminate the way for the sinner man to see the difference the blood of Jesus, the blood of Jesus can make in your life. It's just too much for some people to accept how people change. And some folks just don't want to acknowledge it because guess what? They truly desire to want to change themselves but they don't have the courage and the faith to step out. There, there's, there's a crowd they don't want to pull away from. There's a clique at the job they don't want to separate from. There might be a man at home that they don't want to have to put behind them. There might be a woman at the house he thinks her loving is so good, he'll never find another one to match it. Help me, somebody. When your faith and your focus is more on carnal things, how in the world can you be a light for Jesus? Because when you're a light for Jesus, you're open. You're open. And believe it or not, you're open for criticism. But the Bible says something about that. People are going to talk. But wouldn't you rather suffer for righteousness? Say Than for the truth of somebody saying you're a hypocrite? Or you're low down, you're, 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 you're a nasty scoundrel? Let them talk. They talked about Jesus. But folks, the only way we're going to be true to what this statement says about being the light of the world, we got to learn to forgive ourselves and let our past remain our past. We got to keep our past in our past. 
And we cannot buy the lie that the devil brings us that God cannot use us. If you truly understand the teaching of Jesus, you have no reason to hold your head down about whatever you've done in the past. If the word of God said you are a new creature, don't you accept being a user pre-certified, a pre-owned. If Jesus says you're new, accept the newness. And stop downgrading yourself. If God has no use for you, he could have easily not given you the time to be saved, to come to know the truth. It said, you are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. So wherever we go, we illuminate. We illuminate. And you know what? Some people don't, they don't desire light to be around. Because they're into underhanded stuff. They're into unlawful stuff. They're into ungodly stuff. But you have to make up your mind. You're going to put a lampshade on just so you can hang around somebody? So that they don't know who you really are? Well, that's called denying Jesus. And if you deny Jesus, he said, I'm going to deny you. Some folks need some light poured out on their situation. Parents struggle with rebellious children. People involve themselves with crazy relationships. Sometimes you need a, a brother and sister with some tough love to tell you, why don't you get your head out of the sand and straighten up and be the Christian God called you to be. Amen. That doesn't mean I don't love you. I'm just tired of seeing you allowing the devil to make a fool of you. The Bible said, neither do men put light, neither do men light a candle and put it on a bushel. For what? You're going to light it? Light it! To be seen and to give off light to help somebody out. It said, but on a candlestick. And it gives light unto all who are in the house. When you come in contact with somebody, they should be able to see a difference in the way they're living in comparison to what the Word of God says. See, it's not, it's not about how holy you are. It's about reflecting unto them what the Word of God says. And when you come around people, they, you know what? Hold on, don't, 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 get, don't get nervous. They should get offended when they ain't living right. That's right. Amen. They should become offended. Because it ain't nothing to hee hee ha ha and lollygag about when they live in the way they live in and you are a watch. Well, brother, man, before you know it, ain't nobody going to want to be around me. Well, you hang around the people you're supposed to be around. Christian folks. 
and stop selling out and downgrading yourself to be accepted by calm-minded people. We're supposed to be the light. We're supposed to be exposing. I'm not saying that in a mean way. I'm simply saying the only way the sinner is going to turn and repent from his wicked ways, he needs to be exposed to see his wickedness. If I am constantly put a lampshade over my life, if I'm going to constantly play incognito and play undercover and down low and not want to be known as a Christian around certain people, how are they going to see the error in their way? Well, I don't want them to think that I'm so much holier than you, you, you better believe you're holier than them. Or something's wrong with you. Let your light so shine before men. It didn't say go out and shine your light. It said just live a godly, righteous, upright life. Live with the joy of knowing you're forgiven. Live with the thought of knowing and the belief of knowing I've been redeemed. I've been washed. I've been sanctified. I've been justified. Just live holy. Amen. Presenting yourself unto God a living sacrifice. And you know what? To be honest, it won't be much talking you have to do. Amen. People will see your example. Amen. They'll see the joy in your heart. They'll recognize you're not walking around worried and troubled and your face dragging the ground and you're always hollering about, I don't know what to do about this or do about that. You got God. Just live right. And allow your light to so shine before men. That they may see your good works. Amen. You ain't got to go out and toot your horn. Amen. Just live right. Amen. And it says, and glorify your Father, which is in heaven. Church, I know just like you know. I could look back and I could think of some crazy stuff I've done in life. Crazy. And I said, it was nothing but God's grace. Nothing but God's goodness. Nothing but God's love that spared me. Come through what I came to. And I'm sure all of us have a story. Amen. Whether you want to sit here and act like you ain't never met sin in your life. I know you're lying. <laughs> but folks, when you understand the truth about forgiveness. Mm -hmm. 
you could take off the rags of being a sometime in Christian and put on the new wardrobe of a converted Christian. Man, now you're dressing in style. If I can put my past behind me and leave it behind me, I can shine some light. And I'm hoping and praying today that if your struggle is always allowing something you've done in your past to overshadow being that light that sits up, that city that sits up on the hill. Let me tell you something. It's time for some renovation. It's time for some renovating in your mind to understand if God forgives, you know what? You need to accept it. And stop worrying about where you went wrong in the past. It's called a past because it's behind you. God has given you a new opportunity to build. And what better foundation can you find than to build on Christ? Young ladies have babies out of wedlock. You know what? So what? And Christ is giving you a new start. Oh, you, you still, you're still going to have some challenges and some struggles, but guess what? It doesn't mean you're not forgiven. Amen. Man, go out and, and, and make babies out of wedlock. It doesn't mean you won't have to deal with the consequences. You got to take care of that child or those children, but it doesn't mean you're not forgiven. God can still forgive. You've got to accept his forgiveness or else you should have been a 250 watt bulb walking around. You're walking around a 65 watt. <laughs> you know, you can put a damn bulb, a low wattage bulb in a room and instead of it really giving out the light you need, it's like a shower. <laughs> and some of us are like that old dim light bulb. Everywhere we go in our life, we, we see our past walking with us. Mm. It's not that God can't forgive. You refuse to change the life of mm. You refuse to accept the forgiveness that he offers. I'm saying, let's change the bug. I'm saying, let's accept the forgiveness God brought to the table. I said, let's accept what Paul said. If any man be in Christ, he is a what? New creature. Old things are what? That they're tucked away until God want to bring them back and remind you. Old things are passed away and all things become what? New. New. Accept the gift of being new in Christ. And I promise you, it can change the way you live. It can help you to overcome and forget about the worrying about what people are going to think. Well, 
people always want to throw up in my face what I did. You, you, you know why that bother you so? Because you need to change the type of people you're hanging around. If you ain't around these negative folks, how are they going to bring it up to you? See, some, some of us run to. We run to people to get beat up on. Come ye out from what? Among them. And be ye what? Well, brother, man, I, I, tell it to Jesus. I don't want to hear it. The Bible said, you are the light of the world. You're not a light to be hidden. You are a light to be seen. You are a light to glorify God. Now, if you don't believe that, either you're wrong or the Bible is a lie. And if God saved you and gave you time to come into the body, to be added to the body, you need to become what he saved you to become. A light. Take the blanket off the light bulb. Stop walking around covered up, hiding. Folks tell us something. That person, you know, make me lose my religion. No, you need to keep it. Some of us wear Christianity like we wear clothes. Take it off, put it on, depending on where we're going. Come here on Sunday morning with sharp dresses. Oh, we look like we're really dedicated Christian folks. I don't know about tonight, though. Our wardrobe might change. Because guess what? I don't plan on being around church folks. No, Christianity is for be your life. Not a part of it. It's supposed to be your life. And everywhere you go, people should see you standing out. <coughs> illuminated as a light for Jesus Christ. And if they don't like it, that tells you, you need to find somewhere else to hang out. Because if they don't love the truth, they're surely not going to love you. Because that's the life we live. About the truth. Is that alright? Be a light for Jesus every day. It's a song in that book. Be a light for Jesus every day. And you just may help somebody along the way. Is that all right? I said enough. And I hope and pray I said something to encourage you to be a light.